Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. Richard Hobbs here and on the show this week we have Alex Moore. Hello. Stuart <laughs> you, you you, I thought you was going to say David Evans here then for a minute. David Evans here. <laughs> Everybody wants to say that. Yeah, it, it, I've been waiting two years for this game. <laughs> two years. So we've got Stu. Yeah, I am here. And we've got Hoops. Hello. On the show this week, we will talk about the three new signings we have. Um, we'll cover a little bit of news that's happened in the last week down at Molyneux, the away loss to Huddersfield, and cover Zenga's first month in charge of the club. Best place to start is the transfers. So today, we'll secure the signing of Roman Sace. Sice. Sice. Size. It's not going to work. I said this it's last not, week. I it's not. I know. People I even listened to a show last week to make sure I picked it up right in the car on the way to a comment <laughs> and still managed to mess it up. And one of those audio tapes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, that you listen to in your sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to remember it. Yeah. Headphones on. <laughs> yeah, so he signed from Angus today. He's a Moroccan international. I know we covered him briefly on the show last week. Everyone uh, think he's a good signing then? He seems to have got a lot of pedigree. I think Barcelona were tentatively linked to him. Yeah, after we, after we were saying last week that we had no idea who he was. He seems to be the best player to have come yeah. out of France. <laughs> no, you, you look at the obligatory YouTube video and you look at the... But you actually read stuff that... It's Google Translate, so you don't know what you're going to get. But it seems overly positive from what they're not mm. saying. So it's a, another good one, hopefully. Yeah, let's let's hope so. And again, another finding by um, one Ludo Pole, would we say? Yeah. Who's doing a bit of scouting out there for us? I wonder if he's got his headband on while he's doing it. <laughs> just, just, I do like it how Ludo Pelé, centre-half slash defensive mid, has picked us up a nice little defensive mid slash centre-half. Well, if he's halfway near as good as Pelé was. I would be more than happy. Mm. More than happy. Um, after the show last week, as what always happens with the fan cast, by the way, we are recording on Tuesday, the day before the transfer window ends. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of this will be dated, <laughs> given sort of the current trajectory at Wolves. Um... We signed Paul Gladden from Heracles Almelo. Undisclosed fee. Big target man by the looks of him. I've not really heard too much about him. Of course, I think everyone's seen sort of he missed two penalties in one minute. <laughs> um, how, does that, how does that happen? Did he miss it? Did and you watch it? No, did he miss he, it? He, and then he, that's how the re- something happened and they retake it again. No, he, did he, actually he, he, missed, he missed the first one. Yeah. Then he went out for a corner. And then he won the second penalty and missed that as well. Yeah. Christ. You've got to be asking why he took it. But you, fair play to him for standing up for it straight away, though. Yeah. And saying, yeah, I messed up the first one, I'm going to put it right and then still mess it up again. If there's a third, he was definitely not on Yeah. He <laughs> was definitely not near you and stay over there. Uh, track record, uh, um, Heracles, he got six in 26. Yeah, but it's it was the start thing, wasn't it, as well? Mm. They only started, what was it? He came off the bench 18 times yeah. in that, so. Mm. I mean, look at Bob Arson's record, you can't. It's, it's all statsy. You can yeah. make it, make whatever you want. I mean, he got he got uh, thirteen and forty eight for um, Sparta Rotterdam, which is a fairly respectable uh, goals to returns ratio. He seems like he's a big, strong target man, almost in a Chris Iwalumo kind of mould. Is his aim really to be there to be sort of a goal funnel for the team, or is it to very much well, be he, the supply line? He just he looks his build. He looks like Bob Varson again. Yeah. So I mean. You can see it against that shambolic EFL Cup performance. We're playing without him that we can't play without him. Yeah. So we needed someone else. If if anything happens to him or he needs a rest, mm. then we can't just put we can't put Costa up there. So some bringing someone like that it makes sense rather than spending fifteen million on Codger like Villa have today. 
which is ridiculous money after a year in the championship, then we've got this guy for what, one and a half? Something like that? Something so, like that, yeah. And that makes more sense if it, if it comes off, so no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. I think it's the build of the guy, isn't it? Like you mentioned, the fact that for the championship, you would imagine he's going to be suited. As you say, as you look at the stats, and there's players we've signed over the years, and the stats on paper haven't looked great, mm-hmm. but this guy, he looks the target man. I think some of the footage which the club released, or his um, Hercules release, was like a header in a playoff game, which kind of gives you an idea that he's good in the air, he's physical. So, yeah, I think... You know, we don't know how the season's going to go with Bod Varsden, but if it's a like-for-like type of player, then you'd like him to look good with one of them. And it could still be that we're still after a out-and-out striker, goal scorer, mm. in effect, and they'll provide competition for him and one of them. Well, I mean, even after signing Gladden, we've been linked to Nicholas Bentner. For the Championship, uh, that could be brilliant. He, I mean, he's a legend, legend in his own mind, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but... And that's in the Premier League and in Europe. But he's still scored in the Premier League and he's still scored in the Champions League. Playing in the Championship, he never really had pace. It could be a complete shambles and disaster. But on the other point, it could be brilliant. You don't know with him. I don't know. No. I know so, you, you hate yeah, him, do you? Stay away from bed now. I just don't think it's a sensible thing. I think he's um, just his attitude. You want somebody who's focused and then obviously he's a bit heads gone sort of thing, so... He's, he's a character. Oh, was it in the was it one of the Euros where he had his pants? And he's got sponsors, the sponsors, yeah. Yeah. Power. Yeah. yeah, and there's, there's, there's numerous runnings he's had with Wenger and, and so forth. But he's a, he's a good player. But we've been linked with Bentner. We'll probably, as we go on, talk about other names. Martin's a name that's come up again. Yeah. Um, I, I, know, I didn't watch the game against Burton, but people were criticising him for that performance. But ultimately, in this, at this level, he's been a, a good player. Certainly, always look good against us. Um, so, yeah, but against Burnley, he looked fat. Yeah, he wanted to away. He looked saying. fat. Yeah, he looked like Mixu Patalina now. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't. He, he didn't. I mean, I'm, his head's obviously not there. Yeah, he, he don't. He didn't look interested. His movements never been the best anyway. But he just looked n- nowhere near Championship level mm. fitness at all. So, I mean, yeah. in the past, like you said, he has he's terrorised us and he's a bit of pain in the arse. And free kicks as well. I think he's always been decent around free kicks. I know he's got a few against us. but um, He just looked like he'd let himself go. Yeah. It, it just strikes me as a little bit odd that we've signed Bod Varson, who I think isn't just a target man. He seems like he can do a couple of different roles going forward and actually drops out to his channels quite a lot. He likes driving with the ball. We've signed Gladden, who seems a bit more of a conventional target man, but we've also now been linked with Bentner and Martin, who are both big, strong, six-foot centre-forwards. And So where's your pace guy then? Where's your small guy? But then I suppose there's Dicko in the wings. We've got Dicko, and that leaves sort of quite an abundance of forwards at that point. And is it something that we've been without strikers for so long, we're now (laughs) trying to build up a surplus for when they eventually all get injured? And Costa as well. And Costa, who... But there's no loans, is there? There's no loans this year, so yeah. you've got to stockpile. And look at, the, I mean, we're going to have more than most clubs for a change. Yeah. So you can't be, oh yeah, we'll just get someone in on loan, and then oh no, we we couldn't get it. Sorry, lads, in the old Jez way. But you've got to get, you've got to have squad depth this time. So if if we've signed people like Gladden, and then someone else comes along who's better the next day, sign them as well. It don't matter. <laughs> just this time, it seems that we're not settling for. Just who we can get. It's always pushing mm. on, and always we've got targets. If we if we get them, then we find someone better. We get them as well. There's, I don't think, see, there's a problem with it really. No. I mean, players like Savile, he's not going to be here 
hopefully. And he's not going to be in the team after that disgrace on Saturday. Um, players like Edwards, who seems to have come to the end of his tether now here, he's playing out of position. I mean, we know he's, he plays as a 10 best. He's not going to play that now. So he can't play in a, in a middle midfield three anyway. So he, he'll be at the door <coughs> on loan or permanently. So there's two players already. Mm. So with them gone, you've got two more in. So I don't see a problem with it, really. I was going to say, that seems the only one of the few things about the current regime is we're buying in players for almost, and I think we're on to 11 signings now this transfer window. Uh, 10 under Zenga. Of course, there was Lonergan who signed beforehand. But we haven't had lots of players leave almost during that or during the new reign. We had uh, McDonald leave, of course, who was, I think, just before... I think it was like the week yeah, it was everything before. happened and sort of almost went under the radar in that regards. I mean... You look at the players who have been released or sold, Van La Power, who we'll mention later, Bakari, Ishmael, McAlinden, McCary, Rowe and McDonald. And then we've brought Lonergan, Silvio, Bodvarsson, Prince, Gladden and Ruddy on, on permanence. And we've also brought in Texera, uh, Costa, Borfolk Jackson and Ola John. And now Cease. Cease. Yeah. Cease. I think a few will go. I think the ones she's mentioned potentially, but Burn as well, I think, will go. I can't see Yeah, Burn. I mean, yeah. He, again, well, I think so. I think every week yeah. he's just forgotten about. Yeah. Um, he really mustn't have done anything in training, or well, he's not even featuring an under 23 squad, so no. is he injured and everyone's forgotten about it? Is well, he just. It's, I mean, he was player of the year in League One for Swindon. Mm. When we signed him, he, he looked like the, the next best thing, and then he's just it's a complete completely failed to perform I mean, I know under Jackie everyone failed to perform but he just looks completely destroyed I think for the first couple of months he was people were still saying he's not really had the chance he doesn't get he hasn't gained the chances but he must have made about 25-30 appearances maybe not that many and when he had he those chances 20, he really no, didn't he take them and he'd do something where he'd come on for 20 minutes and he'd look really bright and enthusiastic and he, I think it was I remember scoring a really good goal at home um Against, against Leeds. Preston or Leeds, was it? Yeah, Leeds. He's yeah. volley at the back post, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, apart from that, he might start the next game after a good performance, and then he would just do nothing. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, it sort of sums up Wolves' season, to be fair. <laughs> but <laughs> I think in League One, you can sort of get away with it from time to time. But in the Championship, when it's so physical as it is, I just don't think you can get away with and the inconsistency. And he was playing as a wing-back for Swindon as well. So yeah. Playing as a wing-back to then us playing him as a winger, where he hadn't played for a year and a half, to then we play him as a right-back. He's never played as a right-back, well, a conventional right-back. Mm. So he's put, you can say he's probably never played in his, his actual position, but what was the point in signing him then? Yeah, if, it, it never <laughs> sort of seemed to fit in that regard. As you say, he played so well as a wing-back, and almost the irony is we now have this continental manager, um, an Italian who stereotypically enjoy playing a 3-5-2 with wing-backs, of which he'd probably fit in perfectly. And, yeah. I mean, we're not playing that system, but he'd almost fit perfectly. I mean, if you remember his, his actual um, his interview video when he signed, they said, that where do you see yourself? And he said, well, I'd, I'd like to see myself in the future as a number 10. He actually said, if you go back on Wolves playing and, and get down the history, he actually said that. And you think, well, like Ivan Slandell, I know he's been injured, but... No one's even mentioned him. But yeah, he's in the, um, he's, he he's in the under twenty three yeah. squad for Chesterfield tonight. Yeah, and he yeah, played he against played um, the Albion under twenty threes the other day. Yeah, um, I was going to say the only other signing we made, we've made our development squad signing people. Jack Ruddy has come in. Class, 
Absolute class. From Berry, um, 18 years old, Scotland under nine. Under nine? Under 19, even. <laughs> he might have been in the under nine as well. We've been tracking him for a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a mate who's a Berry fan, and he said he's the best keeper they've seen. I mean, they've had like many United people I've known as well in the past. He's the best keeper he's seen there in his lifetime, and he's 18 years old. How many games has he played with for 18? I'm not sure. I, don't I think, think he's he had... been at Berry that long. I think the story was he was at Rangers, and then his family went to Spain, and then he went to Rail Mercy. Yeah. Rail Mercy, yeah, and then he's come back to to Berry. But we've obviously I, think, I didn't him check out, on Wikipedia. So. He's only played one game, but obviously Wikipedia is not always correct. But and yeah. you would hope as well signing someone like that 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 means we're not going to see Lonigan ever again. Well, yeah, I mean, he's... I think on the two performances he's put in for the club, I've not had any confidence in him so far. No, nowhere near good enough. I mean, it brings about questions for me of signing an 18-year-old when we've got the likes of Flat and uh, Boyan. Yeah, yeah. Is it extra competition? Is it actually... He's a... Even if we get him, he plays a couple of games, he doesn't really get anywhere, and we sell him on for a nominal fee down the line. But it's the same thing again when I said, if better comes along, you sign better. Yeah. And yeah, we've got two young keepers, but this this kid seems much in a different mm. league to them. I mean, yeah. John Flat from the limited times I've seen him, seems all right, decent for the championship, but this, this kid could be something else. Yeah. And if you don't take the chance, someone else will. So it's just a <laughs> dog-eat-dog, or wolf-eat-wolf, you know. I was going to say, um, going back to Gladden quite quickly... He was asked about what he knew about wolves. I think, Stu, do you know where I'm going with this one? The wolf man. Yes. yes. He said, was excellent. I was speaking with John the Wolf, <laughs> who was my defensive coach at Sparta Rotterdam, and he had only good things to say about him. And any mention of a wolf man and is he, always worth but it. But then he said, if you get chance, get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and have, you, have you seen his actual Twitter thing? It, no. His, his actual photo, his Twitter profile picture is of him in the nutmeg shirt. And in yes, the um, yeah. the little header thing at the top, he's from last year when he was at Molyneux. Magnificent the scenes. Look at it, he's played for Ajax. Magnificent. <laughs> and he's got that as his Twitter thing. Legend. In news happening at Wolves at the moment, we drew Newcastle away in the third round of the EFL Cup. Now, <laughs> that game is happening on Tuesday the 20th of September. Is it actually in it? Is it yeah, confirmed? it's been confirmed. Yeah. That is, three days after we played Newcastle away. <laughs> I don't really know where to go from this. As Alex, it's going to be me and Alex. Alex and Stuart. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just going to be you two. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not from the fan cast, just in general. As diehard away dayers, are you A, going to make the trip? Yeah. 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 What ways can we encourage... What ways can the club encourage fans to I get I think they've got to offer an initiative to go, because obviously... I put on Twitter the other day, we'll we'll sell out on the Saturday. Yeah. But on the Tuesday we'll take two hundred. So they've got to offer an initiative to go, especially being three days after in yeah. the league as well. And a lot of people aren't really bothered about the cup, and especially the league cup. I think the FA Cup is a bit more glorified, and people do enjoy the FA Cup. But the league cup, people don't really care about it, and that, I think that shows about the home attendances as well, when the tickets are so cheap. So I think they just need to offer an, an incentive, not necessarily free coach travel if they want to offer then fine but they need to offer an incentive to go you know free coach travel or something along the lines, those lines and they, they could just they could say something like if you bought a ticket for the league game if you want to go again there you go done make mm. your own way there 
that way. I mean, there's some. Uh, the prices come out yet? No, no. Been, Someone was saying that today. they could be charging like twenty-two quid. I thought, well, if they're, if they're doing that, though, he's going to be me and Alex there. Yeah. That's a bit ridiculous, considering it's only twenty-seven in the league. But mm. if it is reduced price anyway, they could. If if they said, okay, fair enough. Everyone who went to the cup game, who went to the league game, if you want to go again, there you go. Brilliant PR for the club. And you, it's going to be if it's a tenner, it's cheaper than the coach. But I think they charged Newcastle charged um, adults fifteen quid for the Cheltenham game, so I can't see them charging any less than that. Mm-hmm. So I think fifteen quid is quite reasonable for Newcastle. So I won't really mumble about that, but I think they've still got to offer an initiative to go. And I think the only way we're going to take more than five hundred, even a thousand, is if they offer free coach travel. And I think then when they're probably not going to offer it. I think it's a difficult one. I think. The club can do no wrong in terms of the PR from the Fosen group at the moment because ultimately they put the money where their mouth is. I know we mentioned a lot of players there on loans, but financially they put the money where their mouth is. So it'd be a great opportunity to say, let's reward those who are going in the league game to take the money off your cup game or give you free coach travel. I know people go from various parts of the country, but the majority would be happy to go from Molyneux and get and get. Uh, coach travel so as you say Saturday Newcastle away for a lot of people it's probably one of the fixtures that I looked out for at the start of the mm. season as an away game but on a Tuesday night when potentially people might have to take a couple of days off work effectively um, then yeah I mean you, you'll get people who will go to both but I think it would be a great PR coup to mm. do that even if they did do it there probably there still won't be that many people do it because of the no. distance and for the the fact that it, we're all a bit strange doing that kind of thing in the first place. Yeah. So even if they did offer free coach travel or give them free tickets or it's never been done before, but why not? Then they're not going to lose that much money. It's not going to take a fleet of... Yeah, exactly. We're not going to yeah. do a Cardiff or anything yeah. like that. Let's go to the playoff final things. But it it's good PR, either, whichever way they do. If they do something, it's good PR. If they do nothing, then you can say, well... It's not really up to them. They can't really lose on this one. If they come out and say, oh no, we're going to charge you more, then that's a different story. But it'd just be nice if they, if they offered something, just for the complete mistake. It, it, it feels like they're, it's crying out to have that incentive. It's crying out for that little PR coup they can do as a club. And it, it's just through bad luck and coincidence that we're having to play this team twice in three days at their place. I, I think it would be great if it was at home. So we played Newcastle away on the Saturday, then we had to play them at home, like a old sort of double leg thing, but... but we called it, that, we called yeah. it last yeah. week, we said it's, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be yeah. somewhere stupidly far, or some someone shit at home, yeah. we're not going to have a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you not really want to go there, like you wouldn't think, oh I want to go to Newcastle away, three days after we've yeah. just been there, but I think it'd be interesting to see, like, what would the players do, because obviously, even of a night game, they travel up the night before and stay in a hotel, and... I'm guessing they drive straight back, but are they going to get drive all the way back for the, for a day off on Sunday and then drive all the way back again on the Monday? I mean, you'd think it makes sense for them to fly up, stay train at Gateshead, which is only across the um, across the river anyway, the athletics mm. place, because that's it's yeah. just an idea, guys. It's um, there's no meetings there. I had a look the other day. <laughs> there's no meetings that week, so yeah. that that stadium's free. So we're gonna have to make sure nobody's booked out Gateshead. <laughs> Gateshead oh. are playing on Monday night. And I'm sorry, you can't play. Like, like, <laughs> oh, sorry, no, you can't have yeah. these pitches. Some Mr. Hall has booked them. <laughs> it's yeah, it's annoying, but we can. We'll, we'll we'll I think yeah, that's good. Out of curiosity, if Wolves could only win 
either the game on Saturday or the game on Tuesday against Newcastle, which one would you prefer? The winning the league or the winning the cup against them? This last year I would have said cup because mm. it was just just something, something different. different. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's got to be league, really. It's got to be. I'd probably say yes. cup. I'm going to be a bit audacious. Something. I'd probably say the cup. I think. I was I was always expecting to lose to Newcastle away anyway in the league. I think they're just gonna. I still think they're gonna run away with the league. So I think even if we lose and we lose, put a good performance, I still think we've done quite well. But it would be nice to have a decent cup run for once. If we got a draw in the league, then I'd take a win in the cup and okay. throw that one in there. Okay. Right. It a, draw, a draw at Newcastle away is a decent result yeah. anyway. Um, and it will be all season. I mean, they're slowly picking up some level of momentum, aren't yeah. they? And they're finding their feet in this league. I think oh. you've got to take a win in the league. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe if it was even FA Cup third round, for me, there's something about that that perhaps I would take that potentially as opposed to a league game. Because, uh, I mean, let's be honest, yeah. neither game is... You know, they're both winnable games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we can almost dare to dream in that regard. I mean, it would be great if we could get six points... Well, not six points because you get a win. In the, <laughs> but if we could get two wins from those two games, I doubt it. And it'll be, di- it'll be. Di- I mean, it must be bizarre for the players mentally. We've done um, it. It's happened before, though. Yeah, We've, um, I think we played Watford didn't we, a few years ago. We played them on the Sunday in the FA Cup, and then the Saturday in the league, the league after. And weirdly, we played in two different kits as well. We played in the white away kit one week and the blue away kit the next week. So. Yeah, Interesting if there. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know full well it's going to go to extra time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah. Um, in other news, we kind of briefly touched on it. The Wolves under twenty three squad, which I always find weird because it seems like it's gone from reserves to twenty ones to development to now under twenty threes. Beat in the local derby. Beat West Bromwich Albion three one. Yay. You see, Kitman. Um, Kitman Pat. No. On Twitter, he was um, the Albion kid man. Love kit. He's uh, he's all right actually. He's a decent mm. guy, but he, he wasn't pleased. You could see he's, he was he was like lining it up and everything, and then you could see his tweets getting slowly more depressed as oh, it was going oh, on. Bless. But no, goal, uh, two goals from Bright, um, a penalty from Conor Ronan, and also a return of Ebanks Landell, um, who I know was sort of speaking about the last couple of weeks, worrying about his. Reappearance or lack of it? Yeah, we said last week. Where's yeah. <laughs> so, so he has finally turned up. Whether he can break back into the team? Um, well, the way I off has played. Well, so yeah. Saturday, I think he's got every chance. Yeah, unless I mean, Stephen comes back. Yeah, um, but yeah. So we beat West Brom, and that's for real quiz, everybody. Um, for people who get that. We're in, we're in the what's it called tonight? Do you know the name of it? Oh. <laughs> the checker tip checker trade checker trade checker trade, checker yes. trade trophy so against Chesterfield yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they were, we were only given 100 tickets and we've only sold 17 <laughs> I even, mean we've taken you two away yeah. even yeah. we're not that stupid well, yeah. I, was, I did half thing but you might yeah. think about it I was I was really tempted I'm gone off, <laughs> I, got, I got off of the lift earlier but I thought no fan cast duty to prevails but yeah, she's taking it too far yeah I think fair people Fair play to the people who have gone, but I just don't think it's fair on the teams like Chesterfield. I just think it's a, a real bad idea. No, I couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, we won, we've won that trophy before, so we've got a right to say, yeah, we're better than you lot. But we, um, Do you think we should just enter it every year or like on an anniversary? So, <laughs> like, 
first, fifth, tenth, twenty-fifth. About the anniversary, you've seen that they put the um, centenary shirt in the yeah. uh, retro collection now mm. in, the, in the club shop. I don't quite like that one, the store one. Um, but what was it? Oh yeah. Um, now I've got no problem with it whatsoever because I mean it works. In, it's better than having under under twenty-three teams or whatever it, in the um, in the actual league itself, like they do in Spain and Germany yeah. and everywhere else. That cups. The the Minos ain't going to win it anyway. It's always got to be the teams at the top of League One generally who's going to go for it. So it gives them a chance to play against potentially better players. It gives our young players a chance to play against proper men and not transsexuals or anything like that, but fully grown adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's not a serious competition, is it? I mean, not for us. For no. the little clubs, maybe, but it, they're not going to win it. So I don't see a, a massive problem with it, really. I mean, we can all see that one of the big development squads is going to play one of the other big development squads yeah. at Wembley in the final. I mean, and, and everyone will go, and it'll be a great day out. Yeah. But, and they get bragging rights. If they beat us, which they probably will, then, yeah, they beat a Wolves 11. Yeah. Which you could be billed as, and it's, it's just a, a it's, it livens that cup up. Because when we played in it, and we all... We, Oh, he said that oh, we, if we win that trophy, I'm going to be ecstatic a day at Wembley, and we failed miserably as always. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem then playing someone like on a Bolton's under twenty threes or something in, the, in that cup because it would have been something different. So we've been there, we've we've played in that cup, and for me, I haven't got a problem with it. I just think when we play Accrington Stanley at home, how many people, exactly? I think how, I wonder how many people are actually going to be there because it's got to be played at Molyneux. So we're just going to open the family enclosure and put the Accrington Stanley fans in there. Because I don't think many people are going to turn up either. I don't know, but it could be something that if we do have a good run, that they do get behind. But I think it works for us because, like she was referring to there, instead of these players going to, you know, um, play at Telford or play at some of the non-league grounds Mm -hmm. where they would do in typical reserve games or even the training grounds for a lot of these big sides, they get to play at Chesterfield, they get to play... Proper, you know, proper clubs, like, proper players, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much was it tonight? Was it a tenner? Yeah, tenner. So, it's fairly decent. If, if there was something riding on that game, it's at Molyneux for a tenner. I'd think I'd probably go. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I went, I, I went to the Cup games earlier this season. Um, I mean, we put out a decent strength team, but years in years past, we've put out basically our second string team, and I still paid the tenner for it. Yeah, and that's all this really is, isn't it? When I used to get to when they used to have the, the reserve games at Molyneux, yeah, and it was free with your season ticket. I used to go every week because it, it was just something different. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I think momentum kind of breeds more momentum. These sorts of things, and a good example is this when uh, when the last sort of under 18s team who did. Well, um, the year we had sort of Mark Davis and Gleason and Hennessy, and actually when we play, when they played in the semi final at Molyneux, they attracted a good sort of six, seven, eight thousand. Oh, I went to that. Yeah, me brilliant. too. And as you say it was something different. It's players you don't necessarily see every week. Yeah, and you get little clubs coming to Molyneux as well. Mm. So, who, apart from a cup draw, someone like Atkinson, they're not going to play here. Yeah? Mm. So for them, it's. It's one of them. I think it's a good thing all round. Yeah. Okay, so as we said, we're recording on Tuesday. We didn't want to do a show on Thursday after a transfer window because knowing our luck, we won't sign anyone. 
Let's just check Twitter. Yeah, just, just, we all sort of all kind of refreshing Twitter. Just insert a soundbite. Just record one and just edit it in. Well, often in the gaps later, we find Podcast episode five special edition. I mean, if we sign Balotelli or sign, I'm guessing we'll do a sort of a quick quick fan cast. But can you see us doing any business before the end of the window? And if so, who do you like to see us sign people? I'd like to see another defender. I think we're really short on central defenders. Mm. And I think he's, if he's having to toy with Iorfa, they're probably at right back or centre back. I think that just shows how short we are at the centre backs. And I think the only real fit ones we've got are Danny Bath and Courtney Horse. And you think, you know, if one of them gets seriously injured, and like you said, there's no loan window, and then we've got 11 midfielders and seven strikers, but two centre backs, I think. Is the idea for. So to play. Well, I think a... Prince can sort of drop back, but then people see, keep saying he can push forward as well. So, and then it's obviously wasting him. Yeah, mm. I mean, it is the only area where we don't look to have strengthened or been linked to anyone at all, which is a bit weird. Is it just because it's not a glamorous position to be linked to, and we might be doing sort of obvious talks behind the scenes? But uh, you know, everyone wants to hear about you signing a striker, but centre well, half isn't as well, fun, is it? Look, well, Bod Varson came out of nowhere. Glad yeah. Olova came out of nowhere. That's going to catch on. Um, I'm glad so, when you said. We're right? <laughs> we just going to be. They don't tell us anything. These people just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. So that might happen. I mean, it'll be nice to watch Jim White Day tomorrow with a yellow tie on and be part of the game and think we've actually got a chance. Let's not all behave like knobheads and it's outside the training ground like Stoke do. Just watch it on telly, be sensible. Do you reckon they're going to be outside Compton so when he runs around and smacks him with a dildo? Like, <laughs> <two years laughs> they're going to put that picture yeah. on my Twitter again. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, is anyone planning on uh, camping outside Compton slash Molyneux tomorrow? <laughs> well, I think it's that and also, I think, was it the new guy who'd been featured at the, was it the Mount? So, I think yeah. uh, uh, the Mount or any other local hotel or Compton. The real question uh, is, he was spotted last week at Molyneux at the Cambridge game. So what's he been doing for Has me? he been just <laughs> staying at the Mount all yeah. week? I mean, what have they got there? It's some yeah. kind of like I know, I stranger there. things, yeah. different dimensions. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice I mean, hotel. I went there a couple yeah. of weeks ago and yeah, it's an alright hotel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but whenever I'd spend a week there... I'd never heard of this place until two hey. weeks ago. It's, yeah... Uh, you know, I, I'd be interested to see what activities you got to in Wolverhampton over the last sort of week or so. You know, probably just trips down to Bantock. <laughs> Black <laughs> Country Museum. Yeah, Black or... Country Museum. You might have even gone to Telford, gone Bliss Hill, Iron Bridge. <laughs> we, we don't know. <laughs> Day at Bentley Bridge. <laughs> yeah, you could have done bowling and cinema at the same yeah. time. I went yesterday and there was literally 10 people watching the um, David Brent film. I mean, it was Bank on Monday in the middle of the afternoon on my own. Yeah. But there was ten other people in the cinema. I think that says more about you, Stu. This is the saddest thing I've ever done. I would say we should do that. So I know every, a lot of people do. That's why, again, why I went on my own. Because no one wanted to go with me. I thought, well, I went after the failure of Suicide Squad the week before. Then I thought, I'm going to do it again and get some out of it. And it was a decent film if you like The Office. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got to watch it, to be honest. I've got to yeah. watch it. I do like The Office. But it does say about um, Gladden that... No, not Gladden. Sace that pe- all the people who were saying things that, yeah, it's got to be a fair agreed between the clubs, everything else is sorted. Maybe there, there was something in that. Yeah. That he, he wouldn't have been sitting there if there was nothing in it and it was all done and they were just waiting for paperwork. I mean, he might have come... I mean, it's not exactly a long flight over. He might have come on Wednesday for the initial talks, personal talks, and then had to have gone back over 
Um, you know, obviously, oh, a few loose moving, ends. Yeah, he's moving from one country to another. He might actually be physically having to move house. He's yeah. um, exactly far, is it from, yeah. from there to here? So, yeah, he probably you can do that in a day. Yeah, well, you, you go there, come back, sorted. So he could have just gone home. We all, but I think yeah. we all can agree we like the yeah. idea of his yeah, house sort of be locked down so Barcelona <laughs> couldn't find him. Yeah, Ian Sludgeleys was showing him But no, well, I was just going to say, in a nutshell, we are unbalanced, I agree. I think we're over-flooding with midfielders now. We've got far too too many. I take the points to long season, every brick in the wall, as Zenga says and so forth. But we've got a lot of midfielders now, so another centre-half would be great. But hasn't had a too bad a start to the season. Uh, um, but I all for an horse have had, you know, at best a lukewarm start to the season. Mm-hmm. So, Ebanks Landell, not over, uh, not his biggest fan, I would probably say, in my opinion. He's just so, going back to fitness. We so know Williamson's completely out of the picture. So, we, we do need another centre-half, certainly. So, I hope we get one. And I, I would be surprised if we didn't bring one in. Someone like, some big old unit, like Sol Bamba, someone like that. Mm. Just someone who's massive, who, who's got a bit of presence about him, because every single defender that we've got is all a bit flighty, a bit. They've got. I mean, even Danny Bath. Yeah. He's a bit strangling, a bit like a bit of cheese string and stuff like that. He's got no physical presence to him. Yeah, lump, can, yeah know, some, some big old style defender yeah. who's not going to be shifted. Someone. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Sol Bamba, but someone like the guy who was at Blackburn, Grant. Hanley, yeah, who's at Newcastle now, but yeah, yeah. I Some, some someone like that. that, and because we're not, we've got a ball playing centre half. So we've got we've got three of them, well, two and a half, and we we need someone with a bit of physical presence at the back, especially if we've got both with Jackson and Doherty, who's who can prove himself about a bit. But even if we got Iorfa on the, as right back with Doherty there, then you got they're all kind of slight. They're all the same mm. kind of thing. So could you see us going? Back in someone like Louis Al. I mean, you're talking about having a strong, commanding centre half. Well, I said, got well, linked to him, and I think everyone was a bit like, not sure about that. Well, I'd um, love him. He, he, he's one of the best players in the world, still. Yeah, he's 35, but he's still, he can still do a job, especially in this league. And you don't need pace at the back, really. As you, if you can position yourself fine. All them people I just mentioned ain't got any pace about them, but they know how to defend and they know how to hold a line. And we've got pacey defenders anyway, so someone like that, not necessarily Louis Al, I mean, it'd be a bit of a pipe dream, but yeah, someone someone with a bit of experience and not, that is not steaming before that starts. Yeah, I wouldn't want Steaming back. If we're going to go into that, I, I don't I don't get that. I can see that link. I know people disappointed when he went and it was, what was it, the famous quote about, you know, it was the right footballing reasons and so forth. But I just think it'd be a step back. I don't think we need to go down that road again. I think you need to move on. Like everybody keeps banging on about the Sacco coming back, sort of thing. And I, see, mm. you, I know Sacco was great for us, but you just you need to move on. Yeah. Like you don't want to really go back to it, do you? Yeah, and he could uh, be a completely different bloke now yeah. as well. And mixing it with him, like he could be even more greedy. I mean, Stearman's not been getting into the Fulham squad, so that's saying something about him, really. So, and we only re- remember his last few games, don't we? We don't remember the the games the games prior to that. You know, yeah, he was in good form, but there's got to be better alternatives out there. But I agree with Stu. I think you need uh, an old-fashioned type centre half um, for the long season. You know, particularly in the championship with the sort of strikers you come up against as well. You look at to a certain degree how well Ipswich have done with with Bear and their centre half partnerships, and there's, you know, against physical centre halves, you do need someone 
And although Bart is your your leader in, in you know, he's not your conventional big lumps of centre half, you know. And we've got quick young defenders there, so I think a bit more experience at the back would be good. Yeah, no, completely agree. I think it's the one position that we're lacking in abundance. At full back positions we've got lots of players who can cover there now. Cody's kind of almost seems like he's reinvented himself in the last three weeks as a right back. He's um, done all right as well. Mm. You know, we we've I mean we've talked about we've got a gazillion midfielders at the moment. Um strikers we can't seem to be keep looking. Wingers we've got quite a few even if they're not making the squads like Henry and Burn. Um it's just that centre half position really. Um but knowing us, we'll kind of sign two strikers and a left winger now. Um, <laughs> and another midfielder. Yeah. And, and is it the goalkeeper? Yeah. It, we'll get, we'll get <laughs> ten more players tomorrow in every position. <laughs> of them. Yeah. You see that thing that the team, your mate Tim put out earlier on? But uh, Wolves, since Felsen took over, we've averaged a new sign every four days. Oh, yeah. Magnificent. It's the glory yeah. days. It's time to be alive. <laughs> okay, so on Saturday... Wolves fell to their first defeat of the season and Zenga's first defeat at Wolves to tabletoppers Huddersfield. And what would you know? It was that man Van Le Paru who got the winner in the sixth or seventh minute, I think it was. It was very early on in the game. Again, Wolves didn't start very well. Uh, we looked shaky. It took us a while to kind of grow into the game. Second half, we seemed like we were sort of really kind of knocking on the door, trying to get that equaliser, and we just couldn't find it. Alex and Stu, you guys went to the game. I didn't uh, no. What did you think? It's just an awful away day. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say the best thing about Huddersfield is to sell the pies and the burgers for a pound. Oh, no, that's, no, that's oh. the best thing. All I was thinking about throughout the game was like, I can't wait for it to finish, I want a pie for a pound. <laughs> and I, I, walked out, I walked out before. <laughs> is that yeah. how much it is before the game as no. well? Do they no, just do it cheaper like, because it's of like it? It's like 350 before the game. And then after they're just flogging for a pound. Hot dogs as well. Yeah. I think that I think I've had one of those pound burgers actually after last the year. Field game. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, do you? Yeah, yeah. Big, I think big this year literally Wolves fans just ransacked it when I went. There's like four left and I yeah. had the rest. But there wasn't paying for them. There was a um, generous take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no big Pete on the other team last year. He took four for himself. Yeah. And had some all before he even start the engine on the coach. Um, but yeah, it was it wasn't terrible. It, it, the result was terrible. Work, the fact yeah. that we got there, sunny weekend, and we got there, and it pissed down. And there's no covering in the kind of conch. It's a, it's like a shed outside. Mm. It's like your old outhouse and your granddad's house, where you got your building and you got your concourse, where which you got toilets in, and then you got a shed that sells food and drink. And then big empty space, no roof, soaked through. Okay. First half was like Rotherham, like Birmingham. Jackie's old friends don't turn up. It was just a simple. You know. We all knew as soon as you saw the team, you think, well, they're obviously still not fit, so we've got to suffer along mm. with these lot of idiots again. And same again, they, they're just they're just not good enough. They're simply not good enough, and they were caught out by a team who were attacking us and pressing us from the very start. They were on us from the first from the mini go. He was he actually played well. I thought, to be fair to him, uh, I don't think he understands what he's doing anyway. So he didn't get the abuse until people told him later on. Um, but it, I thought he had a decent game for them. The, the bald guy in the middle, you know, who won about? Yeah, I don't know uh, what his name he, was. He absolutely ran the show. That, uh, Moo. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I mean, we look at the goal, Bart 
clearly at fault for part of the movement. Um, he kind of lost the ball under his feet. I'd argue, actually, I think it was sort of a breakdown of sort of a lot of the players. I think Jack probably should have done better to shield it. But then Bart kind of just let it go between his feet. And then Cody probably didn't come off the lines, which he kind of tried to stay on the line to do a sort of heroic goal line block when actually... If he'd have thrown himself at the defend, uh, because there were two, power. there were two of them, and when he came back to them, he kind of they shocked him like the, yeah. like a bit like lightning. They just hit like they, they never experienced anything like it. Where the um, he came back off the off the post, and they just clearly one ready, and he just blasted it in. Um, but with Price, Price was having to do the work of him, Salval and Edwards. Mm. I they, thought I thought it was one of Price's. Worst performance. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't yeah. very good at all. Yeah, I thought he was awful. I mean, I you look at just—he really needs to be took off. But obviously, he's one of the better players. But I think, yeah, it's just again, it was the same story as all the other away games uh, this season. I mean, we seem to be really struggling with that midfield three. Um, we've tried a couple of different people in those roles. Yeah. It seems too flat for me. It needs to be a one and a two or a two and a one with one being a bit more adventurous. They seem to be in a straight line. That doesn't bring out the best of someone like Edwards. And I mean, you look at the stats, I think Wolves midfield three who started the game completed 76 passes. Aaron Mui, um, the bold guy yeah. for Huddersfield, 77. So yeah. it, it, it just, was it a really bad day. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that they were just flat. They were flat and they didn't move. They didn't try and be three-dimensional at all. Mm. There's something, yeah, you can say, oh yeah, well he's told them to do that. But even when you tell them to do something, you're still going to run and you're still going to try and actually do your job. And they weren't doing anything. I mean, Wallace and Mason were coming back to get the ball off them because Edwards and Savile were doing nothing whatsoever. And mm. when that when they were dropping deep, they were just getting in each other's way. And I mean, Price, Price couldn't control the ball, but on the other side of it, you had two blokes around him from his own team. They were just, they were just getting in each other's way. Yeah, I think it... I don't know if it's a formation or what, but they seem to... You say they seem to be treading on each other's toes yeah, they're a just, lot. They're just not good enough and not clever enough from a football point of view to do that job. Because, mm. I mean, I, I was going to say something interesting about Price, and I know we all love Jack Price. Is it just me, or is he slightly immune from a lot of criticism? Oh, no, I, we... He was getting pelters on Saturday. He was I, th- I do think he gets away with quite a lot as well. I do think he's, some of the stuff he does goes quite unknown. But I think he's one of those. He's a solid performer. He was put in 7, 8, 8 to 10. So I think if he has one bad game or a few bad minutes in the game, all sons don't really notice that because they like a player who works hard and puts a foot in. But I think he's been with us for some time, as not he? And I think perhaps when people were getting on jackets back was when Price was out of the team so I think the fans have come along with him because of that Um, and I think he's a tidy footballer you know he does the simple stuff good but certainly it it is is crazy but there are certain players perhaps Savile for example who uh, won't be afforded the same grace that Price might get because his face doesn't fit as much but I think the roles aren't being defined at the moment I think what Rich was referring to is there's you know, who's playing that 10 role, who's playing the holding role, who's going to sit back, who's going to take on the McDonald role. And I think that he's got the players to do that. And I think, you know, it probably is time for them to come out. And if they are up to scratch, you know, watch the um, the cup game, Prince didn't look up to scratch, for example, but with a bit more training if he is, then hopefully he can get introduced mm. as well. Because, you know, they're giving themselves an opportunity to come out of the side, I think. I, know, I just find it interesting because... 
Obviously, Jack Price is very much a fan's favourite. He was voted our player of the year. We opted to meet him a couple of weeks ago. He's a really nice guy. But at the same time, someone like Savile, I think, a bar obviously Saturday, no one had a good game at the office. I think Savile's actually had a good start to the season. And I think technically he's as good as any, as good as Price in that regards. Um, um, he just lacks a bit of that confidence and that belief in the fans potentially. And I find it interesting that kind of because he's an academy player, he's granted that extra. I think kind he's, of a, yeah, he's, a lo- he's a local boy as well. I think local yeah. people, especially with Wolves fans as well, they'll go for more. I mean, it happened. It happened with um, Danny Bart when he first came into the team. But you, he, the you, first you two do. years, he was um, pretty much coverage because he was. A but he local actually player. played well though. It wasn't yeah. only when he still. Not, look, with Price, you can count on one hand how many bad games he's had in three years. Yeah, that's the difference. Savile is probably. Technically, a better footballer than Jack Price. Mm. If he played in Jack Price's position mm. and did that job, he probably might do it better. But he never has. I think yeah. with George Savile as well. He's thrown about everywhere, isn't he? I mean, uh, I mean, one point he's at left back, and then he's in like left centre midfield, then he's left wing, and then he's the holding mill, and then he's pointing to the number ten. So I think Savile, he's just thought. I think he, he'd be a good player. I mean, I've I've not rated Savile much myself, but I think if you put him in one position and say, you know. Stay there, train in that position. You know that's your position. I think he could be a, a top mm. six championship. I mean, you look team, at his. You look at his. I mean, the, during the last calendar year at Wolves and the goals he's kind of contributed to the team, and actually when he plays in position for a couple of games, you always find that he gets used to it at that point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's shifted to attacking mid, which isn't his position. He's shifted somewhere else and. I know. I uh, so I find it interesting, and with the abundance of midfielders we have, clearly someone's going to go. I mean, Edwards looks completely burnt out. Yeah, he doesn't seem to. I think he's he either being told not to go forward, or he just cannot physically do it. I don't it. think he can do that, especially he's thirty now. Yeah, anyway, there was. Uh, I think that was a, the abundantly clear on Saturday that there were people. He still, like you said over and over again, that we he hasn't had a pre-season with us. They. I mean, Jackie pretty much threw his toys at the pram and didn't give the players a proper pre-season. I mean, you were there, you saw the games where they they just looked completely unfit. Well, the, I think the, the, the Cork thing was just strange. I mean, yeah, you've, gone away, you've gone away for a week to try to play a decent... I know Cork's play the reserves, but he played crew on the Friday and then on the Monday he's put his, the under-23 squad out and you're thinking, surely it would have been better to like sort of half and half it. But the only players he played were Byrne and Cody. And OK, mm. Cody's a bit playing a bit more now, but you've got to think the pre-season schedule is awful, I think. Yeah, the players are still... They've, they've had that pre-season in front of the fans' eyes yeah. in league games. I, I still think yeah. we have enough pre-season. I don't think we had enough games, and I don't think we had enough quality games as well. And I think the only quality game we had was against Swansea, and they battered us. Yeah. And I know this was sort of Jacket's team, Jacket's formations, and blah, blah, blah. And I know they have came under... But another thing David had said as well, the first thing Zenga said in the the um the changing rooms said do it for the fans, you know, we've brought two thousand we've sold out. Well, I know we had them but he yeah. said we've sold it, do it for the fans, you know, there's a lot of fans came here. So that's clearly what he has in mind. But it shows that they can do it because they did it against Birmingham. Yeah. And that same team, they put fighting and effort and they looked like they could do it, but on Saturday there was none of it at all. Mm. And in that's a price. I think Price 
what he, if we're going to play that formation, Price as a holding midfielder, protecting the back four, is what he does best. He's not flamboyant. He doesn't go forward. But he, he keeps things exa- ticking going. Exactly down, what. Yeah. And you watch match of the day on Saturday night and what you know, they were all jacking off over how brilliant Kante was for Chelsea. So oh, Chelsea found the new Makaleli. Mm. That's exactly what he does. Yeah, he's not. He's not from. He's not got a magnificent name or he's foreign or anything. But that's the job he does, and he does that well. But when you've got two other players doing trying to do that job at the same time, and you've got Mason and Wallace going forward with them three giving him license to go forward and it doesn't work they trip over themselves mm. I think we play we sort of play we've got the defence and the midfield so far and then you've got the attack so far forward so you've got the defence and midfield so far back and the attack so far forward you've got pretty much like the majority of the pitch empty where you could have the number 10 drop into mm. that role or the wingers drop back so like you say you have got Mason coming back to the halfway line so to speak or Wallace coming so far back and then Bod Varson coming so far and when they come back to get the ball there's nothing up front. Uh, and then that, I think yeah. that's what we were struggling on tactically. There was nothing up front. The wingers didn't offer anything, so Wallace got took off at half-time. But there's nothing going forward at all, and he just thought, Bod Varson's never going to score. He, could, he didn't have any service. But there was nothing there. It was played so... Everybody was sort of, like you say, bundled up together sort of thing, and there was just... Yeah, and then he took a touch of class in the second half when Tekshiri came on. Yeah, I was going to say, second half, we kind of really sort of got the wind apart sails... Texera came on well, you, impact he's got yeah. something about him and he's a technically brilliant player and he will run at them and he will he, they were scared and he actually had a good shot yeah he it's still didn't score still technically <laughs> off target but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, they, were, they were scared of him because for the first time in that whole game they were backing off yeah and a bit of pace scares defenders that's fact mm. everyone knows that and we were so boring in the first half that when they, to be fair, hands up, they played well. They pressed us, and we we had no answer to them. And it took a, a touch of class like him coming on, who's still not match fit. Same as Prince, same as Costa, who again made an impact when he came mm. on. And did you think it was penalty? Amazing. No, I don't think no, it was either. I think he it, fell over. I think he yeah. fell over, and it, it, he got a touch to the ball. He went out for a corner, but as as away fans will, everyone jumps off oh, yeah. penalty. I didn't think it was, but again, that came from Costa. Because mm. then he took people on, went down the ball on cross boy, simple, and he took the new signings to do that, but they're not ready because they haven't had an English pre-season. They land their own pre-season. They're in a different country. It's going to take time. So I think these two weeks now. I know you've got a few that are going away for international duty, but I think these two weeks now are really, really important. I think they could have got a few beyond. I don't know if they have. Nobody really knows if they have got any beyond the scenes training ground friendlies. But I think these two weeks now. Those players who aren't fit, like Prince and maybe probably Sace as well, it doesn't look like he's a. But this two weeks now, it's really important, and I think this is our pretty much pre season now, just to. You know, we haven't got any games, nothing to worry about, and then come that Burton game, just go for it sort of thing. But I think we have got a big two weeks ahead of us now. We're playing catch up, aren't we, really? And I think that's the thing. I think. The, the Burton game at home will be a great introduction to get some of these players in. Yeah. You know, particularly, I think it's. It's often easy to have a home debut when you're a foreign player coming in and going away when you set up a bit differently. So I think, um, as Alex said, I think it's a, it's a big couple of weeks. Get get them all together. Get them getting games within training. Pick up the intensity. I know famously said they haven't they've had one day off, for example. But you're right, we are playing catch-up because we... From the you know the sounds of it, we had a pretty poor pre-season. We had a manager who was going through the motions. Things were going on, and we've actually done quite well. If this is our pre-season, which effectively it is, although points are at stake, as I've mentioned in the week, we are 
above par where actually I think we realistically should be. So in that respect, it bodes well. And it, you know. I think if no one leaves, which I think the problem, the thing is, no one wants them. No one wants our players because they're all yeah, and that's that's yeah. they're going to be there lingering around. But if no one leaves in the next twenty-seven hours, we've got enough players there to actually play against each other. Yeah, and so they're going to have behind closed doors friendly against themselves. You can mix the teams up like you do on five side arse. Swap it. You go over there. He'll play better than us. But they can have it like that, and it'll help them. The ones who are not going away, it'll help them bond together as well. So this if. You come up against Burton and things are still not right, then you start thinking. But I don't think that'll happen. Have we got many players going out on international duty? I know there's Dave's gone away. I think Bob Varson's gone away. But is there any, any else? I don't know. I did know because uh, I know the new guy is Moroccan international. He's had a few caps, but I have no idea how if he's in the current I think team I all or not. Halls of yeah, yeah, yeah the under twenty one duty. Well, that could do them good, couldn't it? Really? Yeah. No, they they uh, play well for England. <laughs> Um, there are probably others. So, still, Prince, so there's I probably know. sort of quite a few players who yeah. are. But I think there's still going to be quite a lot there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Quite a lot there too. There'll be enough for a play two games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no shame losing to that Huddersfield team. They've started the season in great form. Um, their current manager seems to be doing a great job mm. um, in well, sort of implementing the. I know he's sort of former Dortmund assistant manager implementing that. Um, heavy hyper, metal football yeah heavy metal hyper, pre- hyper pressing or whatever the gem press I think it's what they call well it sums it up when he ran on the pitch and jumped on the keeper because yeah. he, he kept them in the game in the second half and it's very rare that I'll come away from a game that we've lost and I won't leave I'll stand and give him a standing ovation mm. before I leave normally I'll, I'll just walk out, walk out the gangway but on Saturday I thought no they actually deserve this because we, we deserved at least a point out of that game mm. and the vast majority of fans stayed as well. I mean, the ones who had, had, had to leave and get the trains and stuff, fair enough. But get pies. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them did stay behind, and Zenga did come over and did the we're not worthy thing as well, which was, again, after a defeat, a nice touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. One more thing. I mean, I, I think it was Tim Spears said on Twitter his two choices were for Man of the Match were, I think, Matt, between Matt Doherty and Connor Cody. And I think that probably says. Probably quite a lot about the game that our best two players were our fullbacks. I mean, Matt Doherty seems to think he's sort of the next uh, Jean-Luc Zambrotta in terms of playing that sort of inverted wing-back role. Well, that's um, the thing as well. Borthwick Jackson's not going to get in the side when he's playing like that. No. And there's a, it's not, it, it'll be harsh on Doherty if he's moved to right-back just to accommodate him because we haven't got... But Cody's playing, played well at right back again. What brings me on to, and I'm not sure we've done it so far this season, is for working man's man of a match. I'd probably say Cody because he, he did get put in a, a lot shift. of work. I'd uh, probably say Cody as well, yeah. yeah. I think the rest were quite awful. <laughs> <laughs> against, especially against the unnameable, that you were willing to just cripple him and break him in half. But he, he didn't let him get past him that often and when he did he still tracked back so yeah working we'll, man's man we'll send the uh, four pack to him the post then Dan Thompson <laughs> I was going to say speaking of the unnameable or Van the Power as he probably prefers to be called he did a dare we say provocative celebration afterwards booked, really. for doing sort of the old fingers to the lips now I'd have done that to be honest I'd have done worse yeah. well here's oh, my, yeah. well, here's my kind of point on it is that I didn't go to the game, but I can imagine him getting pelters from before the game started. Yeah. 
surely he's allowed his right to reply. He hasn't kind of left the field of play and he's done sort of the old sort of shush. Is he allowed that to do that sort of celebration? Personally, essentially? I thought I thought it was a bit it was funny mm. because he was What's the Instagram post too far? Well, <laughs> the Instagram <laughs> thing was what tipped it over the edge last year. Um in the first place when he turned on him at Brentford doing that again at the weekend and the way the FA have said about conduct on the pitch and mouthing off to refs and all this kind of nonsense if he's doing that being deliberately provocative even after they've been told to behave themselves it's a yellow card by the letter of the law I know what he said um, I was going to say for those who didn't know what Van Le Power put on his Instagram uh, his the photo is him doing the shush celebration, and all it says is "throw it to the wolves" in capital letters, and I'll return leading the pack. <laughs> but um, if you read the co- the, com- the comments as well, <laughs> uh, Aaron Simpson, the under twenty threes right back, he commented as well, saying something like, "That's my brother or that's my boy or whatever." Like yeah. that. So. I mean, he, he gets he gets a lot it, of um, he did grief. He did say something after though. He said Wolves is a brilliant club and all yeah. that stuff. And you think after the amount of stick he got last year, a lot of it was just just. And I mean, I thought I, I mean, we were in the minority of people who actually did like him up until a point. Mm. He didn't have to say that. He could have just kept it going, thinking, "Well, I hated my time there. I'm glad to yeah. be out." But he still. There's still a decent side to the guy where he feels the need to say something like that. And he's still obviously got friends here. So, it's... But I still wish he'd been broken in half yeah. on Saturday. I think that's the thing. I think he's allowed his sort of right to apply, potentially doing extra fits, just sort of poking the bear, isn't it? So, we have now completed a month in this new era under Walter Zenger. Um, played five, won two, drawn two, lost one. Left, we're currently ninth in the league. How are we all sort of feeling with our sort of new? It's not even new anymore, is it? <laughs> with our Italian stallion and as a manager, I've never been so excited. So, in a Wolves point of view, um, never been so actually. Even after Saturday, coming walking away from there, I wasn't deflated thinking, "Oh, here we go again." I was actually thinking, oh no, well we've got two weeks to recharge them. Burton game's not that far away, and I was actually looking forward to the game again. And that's what that's what he has done. Not all the all the transfers and everything. His mentality and his way of playing has got me back into loving Wolves again. Because mm. last year was a ball like, and it was a, it was a pain in the ass, and I hated every single minute of it. And there was times when we were at Brentford, and the the moment of the season happened with a comment, and you think, well, when you're talking about Bake Off again. And that's the, that was the moment of the season. You can see how bad things had got, but Zenga has brought back my passion for Wolves again, and everyone else around us as well. And it's just a joy to see. And for that, I think he's done he's done a brilliant job so far. I mean, he seems to have sort of really, like you said, he's brought a bit of excitement back. And he might not be sort of in charge of a lot for transfers and things like that, but he seems to have a real aura about him. It's, in it's, terms of kind of getting that, galvanising yeah. both players and fans alike. Fans do like that. Even if you play terrible football, but if you give something to the fans in that sort of aspect, fans will like that. And then similar thing with Klopp as well. Like I saw a comment about Klopp as well. Like I think it was on Talk Sport. Somebody said um, we, we've been blinded by his charisma, 
and they said no I mean we're not doing very well we said we've been blinded by his charisma and I think Wolves have been a little bit blinded by his charisma I think but that's a good thing as well so I think that's the thing you can probably accept some sort of um, deficiencies with perhaps his tactics even to a degree or you know things where he, he may not make the right decision because he's so overtly honest and refreshing and he's ultimately the perfect tonic to, to Jacket as I mentioned when they um, he, he came on complete opposite and that is what we needed last year was tough going there were a lot of people who had gone for so many years and it was and seen a lot of dire stuff over the years and last year was 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 tough going and I think what we've got is a guy that how personal he is and how relatable he is and how engaging he is that it's very difficult not to like him. Now, of course, it's a result business, and come Christmas, if we're in a bad mire, then things can, can change. However, it's a good start. Performances for the players that he's got, and for the fact that he's got players who many of whom aren't ready, and he's had to literally let them, let them go, and players who were pretty poor for the latter part of last year. On-the-field performances have been good, and off-the-field... He's got everybody involved, and uh, he's been a breath of fresh air, I think. No, definitely. I think he's still kind of undergoing this bit of a learning curve. Um, he came a week before the season started, I think it was, and he's pretty much hit the ground running. I think one loss in you know, the amount of games played, I think you've got to be sort of fairly happy. Of course, he's guided us through two cup victories as well, admittedly against lower league teams. We say we're slightly blinded by his charisma. Is that overlook making sure we can't overlook potentially some of his flaws in tactics possibly but they're not what I would say sort of um, when we talk about tactics what what we have liked I think is his proactiveness you know substitutions at half time double substitutions substitutions 10 minutes into the game I mean last year it was getting boring in terms of can he make a change because he seemed McCarthy-esque in terms of how stubborn he was but this year, if things haven't been working, he hasn't been af- afraid to make a change and be bold. And if you look at some of the games, Birmingham, for example, it's worked. I think what, what the awkward thing is as well, he keeps changing it at half-time. He keeps having to make this. I know we're only five, six games into the season, but still things are... I know it's early, he's only been there a week, and he's pretty much, like we said, still our pre-season. But it's sort of... It didn't work against Rotherham, then it worked the second half. It didn't work against Blues, then it worked the second half. It didn't work against Huddersfield, it sort of worked the second half. So I think, I know he's still trying to find his feet and find that right formation, but there's only so long you can. Yeah, he's, he's got he's, to find and, a, a full performance. He got caught out with it on Saturday. But as well. I thought as well, like, when I was thinking about it on the way home on Saturday, that you got to think, did he do it deliberately on Saturday? Because they came at us like a train, but they were knackered. After after ten minutes of the second half, they had nothing left, mm. and then we hit them with the Shearer and Costa. And now they're not ready for a full ninety minutes. And ideally, you'd think we'll start with them and match them man for man. But you got to think, he know he obviously knows that they're not ready. And like my uncle said, oh, it's better to start them and then take them off when they're tired. But then you run the risk of if we're still chasing the game and we've got to bring the rubbish on, mm. then you've got no you've got no outlet then and you're just surrendering. So, from that point of view, I think if that carries on after the break, then you've got to think about it. But I think he's he's clever than you, people think he is. He's not just a, he's not just a, a clock poison. He's, not a, just, mm. he's just not just a mouthpiece. I haven't been bored once this season. 
And for compared to last year, even the cup, I've enjoyed the cup games. You never say that. If you mm. say that, you've either had about twelve points or you're a bit mad. And he's bought he's bought exciting football back, and we haven't had that for a long time. And his his approach has been right. He, you know, okay, perhaps the players aren't fit, but even if they weren't, he's gone with the players from last year. And he's gone, right, I'll give them a go, I'll give them their, their due. And then he's introduced, because ultimately, if we would have brought these new players in, they were half fit, you then have to think, oh, you're looking at the bench for your Edwards and your Savills to come on and change the game, which isn't the, you know, the reverse of really what you want. So the fact is, he's given players the opportunity, and he's given the players like Wallace an opportunity, who perhaps was on the crux of it last, last year. And now he can flood these new players. And you could have the problem yeah. as well, if you're playing... New players who are not ready, and they don't perform. It's your confidence, and, and their confidence dips. Yeah. The fans think, well, what's what's the point? Who are these? Who are these imposters? These mm. shoosters? They've come yeah. in here and they know better than what we've got. So then you have the situation with Savile, who never had really a chance because he was never up to it to start with, and Rowe in the past because he never had a preseason. Mm. He was knackered out, and then he left. And same with Cody. Who he started, he had three good games last year and then got injured. Yeah. And they were all bloody way too early. This time we've actually done it properly and we'll see if it pays off. But yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the future is still looking very bright under Zenga mm. and uh, long may it all continue. It's best part of two weeks ago, eh? But the next home game we have is at home to Burton on the 10th. We won't cover it too much because it's miles away. But how are we all sort of feeling about it? Are we all sort of feeling optimistic? Watching them against Derby, they are what you'd think they are. They're a tiny, tiny club, mm. well-organised, well-drilled, nothing fancy about them. It looks like if you could get a goal against them, they haven't got much in return because mm. that, that the guy up front, again, I mean, this is a one game against Derby, and I saw him a couple of times last year on Sky, and they didn't look that brilliant. Um they don't look like they've got that much going forward. And I think yeah. I think they're going to struggle. And if we're not hammering teams like that, which we've got the, we've got the potential to do, we, it could be one of the biggest wins that we've had for a long time. In all, I know I've like, joked about we'll, it. We'll do predictions in a sec. <laughs> and I've said, like, when... Against Reading, when I said, we'll batter them. And we did batter them. We should have been more, yeah. And I said last week, I said, 3-1 like, Wolves against Huddersfield. And... Realistically, that should that could quite You're, easily have been. You got the one. I got the one. Fifty yeah. percent. Exactly. It's a pass. Yeah. Um, there's always been signs there. And I can't see any reason whatsoever why we can't batter them. Mm. Absolutely batter them. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I've I followed uh, Burton through sort of um, non-league going up, and it's a great story, and they have done well. But I did think coming into this season with the budget that they've got it was always going to be a step too far for them. And I, and I do think they will ultimately struggle, but they've had a couple of good results. They beat Sheffield Wednesday, they beat Derby, which is like a crazy local Derby. That's never happened before at home. But coming to Molyneux, with the, the squad that they've got, I think they've got players like, you know, you like to so Lloyd Dyer, for example. Um, they're an average side at, at best, I think. Um, so you've got to be confident that we can put on a good performance. We might be having a few new debuts on um, on the game, and Burton won't know these players. We won't know these players, and I, and I'll I'd be very disappointed if we weren't convincing because we've got the ability to. Um, and I think they they will be a poor side this year. So yeah, I'd be very confident. 
Um, what's everyone's score predictions for the game? I'll start with Alex. I would say 2-1 Wolves. I think Burton are going to play quite decent. I don't think they're going to be... I'd like to say they're quite drilled, so I think they're going to be quite defensive and it's going to be quite hard to break down. Mm. Ten men behind the ball, so... Stu? 5-1. 5-1. I'm going to go somewhere in the middle then, actually, I think... I, I think they will be defensive, but I think, as she was saying, if we get one, we might get a few. So, 3-0. OK, I'm going to go 2-0 on sort of the same rationale. Now time for everyone's favourite feature. <laughs> and basically what we'll have spent the last hour recording waiting for is Twitter Corner. So, this uh, week... Leave that to you. Have you watched it yet? Watch what? Yes. The James Bond episode? No. <sighs> Stop getting I, I, Bond wrong! I, I spent... Well, I've watched the clips oh, when, they were, when they were supposed to watch, uh, was it America's Strongest Man? And he's getting yeah. mad and he's doing the old thing to the spy you love me sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I still laughed at it. You need fine. to watch that. You need to okay. watch, you need to watch it all to I'll understand. I'll burn that episode for you. Yeah. I've, got, I've got it on, um, I've got it on uh, like a USB already. Wow. It's fine, yeah. I Legal. Just, I just literally watched about an hour's worth of the YouTube clips and I just didn't find it funny. But you're watching clips so yeah. it's in context. Yeah, it's but normally you, they're the funniest parts. If you watch clips of Friends, yeah. you're not going to get it. It's yeah, a if you watch most of Friends. Yeah, but if you... <laughs> it, I, I like Friends, it's alright. But in, in the context, you need to understand the characters about it all. You can't just watch clips of Friends on I'll YouTube. I like Steve Coogan, though. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, but <laughs> if you watch the episode and then you still don't like it, well, shut up and never mention it ever oh, again. Okay. Is it on Netflix? Is it on something like this? I'm no. not going to be able to easy, easily watch it. I think it's on YouTube. I think first series of I'm Alan Partridge is. I would imagine it'll be on all... Oh, I was just going to BBC iPlay or the archives or something, but... I'll find it. We'll find a way to get Alex on Not this yeah. week, I'm going yeah. away this weekend, but maybe next weekend. Okay, so quick few questions from Twitter Corner. First one from Wolves Modern News... I like that. That um, used to be the programme name. Did it? Yeah. It did, oh, right. it did. I've got images um, of it here. Yeah, um, if you um, had to have one Mick McCarthy signing back, who would it be? Mick McCarthy. As in a signing that we got under McCarthy that you could sign now? I'd say between, a toss between Jarvis or Coitley. I just think those two in that Coitley season. played at the weekend. First time I've seen him for years. Mm. I think um, a toss between those two. In their foot, they were they were unstoppable in this league. Two of the best players you'll see in this league. If we're talking about then, we're talking about. I'm, I'm guessing we're talking about in that era when if we saw if, if they were was that, of that point age of when we in Fletcher. Fletcher. I'm just trying to think of what we would need now. Centre half. See, I know, I know what I say when <laughs> you say no. <laughs> Big Gary Breen. I was just thinking Gary Breen. Gary Breen would be ideal yeah. for us in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Chris Stewart, does Agent Dave d- live in his mum's basement? <laughs> I think he's killed his mum, and she's <laughs> in the basement. Um, let's see. Uh, from Luke Thompson. Ooh. Uh, to, um, his son is playing his first two matches in the Warsaw League uh, this weekend. How many goals will he score? None. He don't play up front, does he? <laughs> I don't think so. I uh, thought he was a uh, midfielder. Well, he, can, he can get goals from deep. Let's go with. If two. he's anything like his old man, he was <laughs> prolific at Sunday league level. Apparently, have we any anybody seen seen his old man player? Are we talking off rumours? And are we talking? Yeah, we've seen. We've seen each other play. 
Yeah. And that's it. You'll probably get, I, you'll I, only get three. I've heard, I've, I've heard from other people that Yam Yam Luke used to be pretty handy. But what about Yam Yam Junior? <laughs> I mean, I've seen his YouTube. I've not YouTube. It, it, <laughs> I've seen some Instagram videos, and he, he looks like he could do a job. So I'm going to say four and two because it's kids level, isn't it? What like each that game will be eighteen, fourteen. Oh, yeah, of course it will. Yeah, well, yeah. Team Spies has tweeted: If all goes well, would expect Stearman and Cal- Calvalero to be signed up tomorrow. What the fuck is going on? What a fake. I thought Yam Yam Junior was being signed there. He was, oh, it was shit no. though. It, that's why he's not played for Fulham. They hate him there. Even the, um, there was, I don't know if it was the manager or the owner, I think it might have been the owner or the owner's son, put a tweet out about how, how piss poor his signing was and that it was two million down the drain and all this stuff. Oh. Who's um who's number five? Nobody's got number five yet, have they? No, because Williamson yeah, doesn't well, exist anymore. Stevens having that back. Oh, <laughs> get Williamson. Well, we recycle. We we, my only bike stuff can start yeah, again, exactly. and that he's on one of the streaming sites. You can watch that. Yeah. You've never seen my. Which oh, I'm hoping the old version, not the Colin Fowler one. Oh, so, mm, he was okay. Yeah, but he, if you're gonna watch one of the Miami Vice, yeah, you can't watch the whole Miami Vice series, can no, you? No, you never seen Miami Vice. I was gonna say I didn't mention it while we we're talking about him, and we're going off subject anyway, so why not? Oh, Paul Gladden, Guy Pearce, have a guess yeah, yeah. get on board with yeah, well, him. Who scored for the uh, for Chesterfield against Wolves? Ched Evans, Big Ched, no. Ebanks Blake, Ebanks Blake. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So a bit Miami, um, bit Gladden. When mm. I put that, I thought yes, memento, yes. memento. Fantastic have you, film. You, have you, do you know what Memento me, 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 Of course he doesn't. Is. Sorry. No. Memento is a film that starts at the end yeah. and works its way forwards. Like Tim Burton. No, it's, it's... It's by the same guy who did um, the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception and... Yeah, Christopher Steve. Nolan. Yeah. I've heard of that it, It's very sort of cut up in terms yeah, of... Yeah, he's got it's, like uh, tattoos and stuff to remind himself of things. It's genuinely a brilliant film, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll save that one for a film fan cast, which will be online on Thursday. Um, um, Ashwood uh, asks, favourite away ends? Oh, um, it's a tricky one. I mean, in terms of atmosphere, I used to like it that old Upton Park Berlin Ground was always quite fun. I think you've got some crazy characters on, on the left. But also, if the game's boring, St James's Park's quite good, because you can just have a look at the... The city. Have a look up the bridge. <laughs> I think, Fulham the same, I suppose. But. I think. Um, oh, which one is it now? Brentford. I think you can create some good yeah. atmosphere in Brentford, especially yeah. in the lower tier. Not even these boring sitting in the upper tier. <laughs> but like, in the lower tier. I didn't do that again. No, after last year. I, I said this. I said this last time. Last year, I, I spent the last fifteen minutes of that game in the in the terraces downstairs because it had enough. It was too, It was like being in a different place. Yeah. You just you're so cut off there. Um, I don't know because you said best away end, but that doesn't mean technically best. No, I mean, most it's, comfortable. The, the, it's normally the, <laughs> there's the, a very broad criteria for this. The proper shit like Ninian Park, yeah, and the Vetch and old rubbish places like mm. that. You have norm, you normally have a better better time and a good bit of a laugh. I mean, the Liberty is superb. I love the Liberty. Mm. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's something about that place and places. Like um, the New York and the ACL New York, because of the rake of the stand, it's mm. pretty steep, and you can get a de- anywhere where you can get a decent bit of noise going. Yeah. Um, but places like the Emirates are absolutely shocking. No, Ooh. I hate that. That place architecturally, it's a brilliant building and it's a great, great theatre. 
But as a football stadium, it's rubbish. Um, I think White Hart Lane's quite good though, in that corner. Well, no, it's, that was decent. That was there's a whole corner missing there. Have you watched the match of the day? They've pretty it's much they're doing renovating, aren't they? Yeah. Because they've got the, the, a new stadium. A vital pillar. That's what it's actually listed. If you look at the things on the. It's a vital pillar to be installed for when they wrap it round. I'll say yeah, stadium like that. That's my answer. Well, on that note, that's where we'll leave it for this week's show. We'll keep you up to date on Twitter at WWFC Fancast and on Facebook on Wolves Fancast and on Instagram as well. I think we're also on Snapchat if you're calling into that sort of thing. A shout out. He's been asking me quite long. His name's, I can't remember, Stafari. His name is called Lupu. 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 And he's from... Ferris Tafari. At Ferris Tafari. Uh, at Ferris Tafari. He said to him, he says, I, I, believe, I believe I'm the only Wolves fan in Half Moon Bay, California. Gives a, sh- gives a shout out to the Barnet Wolves. Okay, well... Barnet Wolves, you've had your shout out. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Lupu has been tweeting me for about two, three weeks now. But there's Just stop tweeting him now. You've had your shout out. Well, we'll do a shout out, see if we can find any other people in uh, the Half Moon Bay part yeah, of California. Yeah. Uh, thank you once again to our sponsors, Opera Creative. Feel free to check them out for all of your website needs. Um, it's goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Rai. Hello. It's goodbye, goodbye. from Stu. <laughs> 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 and it's goodbye it from me. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>